0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's an all new Inside Boxing Live. Josh Taylor joins the show as he prepares for his shot at Undisputed versus Jose Ramirez. Also joining the program, Chris McKenna, who broke the news of Tyson Fury having to fight Deontay Wilder next. Inside Boxing Live, coming up next. is up everybody we welcome you into another edition of inside boxing live i am your host dan canobio boxing world set ablaze this past week more ways than one the arbitration ruling ruling that tyson fury must fight deontay wilder by september 15th putting joshua versus fury in serious jeopardy And we also have an undisputed match this weekend in the 140-pound division. Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez. Joining us on the show today, Chris McKenna of the Daily Star. He was the first to break the news on this arbitration case. We'll get all the details on what's next from each party. Later on, or joining the show as well, Josh Taylor. He fights Jose Ramirez this week for undisputed gold at 140 pounds. He says that he's not worried about the judges. He says he's coming in to knock out. Jose Ramirez, he throws a lot of power punches. In fact, both guys do. This is a can't-miss fight this weekend over on ESPN. We're going to get a second undisputed champion at 140 pounds in the last, you know, four years. All right, let's get to it. Here's Josh Taylor. This Saturday, we're going to have an undisputed champion at 140 pounds. Could it be the first time in 50 years that we can get a a fighter from Scotland to take it home? Josh Taylor certainly hopes so, and he joins us here on Inside Boxing Live. Now, Josh, we're taping this on Monday. For the fans at home, what goes into like the final week preparations? Like Monday, what are you doing? Like right now?
1: Um, right now, we're just um, we're just sort of be going to doing our sort of final kind of um, pads, mitts, sort of session. You know, it's just um, it'll not be will not be very intense at all. It'll just be short, sharp, sweet, everything fast, sharp, and crisp and keeping everything but we're pra- pra- sharpening the skills mm-hmm. sharpening the final bit of the sword for the, the things <laughs> that we're going to do sword on sword. A, on Saturday you know.
0: Yeah it's safe to say that all the the heavy work has been done you know the game plan's been done so now it's just like getting into that rhythm right?
1: Yeah well we're not going to get any fitter, or stronger, or faster or mm-hmm. you know do any PB's or any more you know all the training's done so um, it's now just a case of um, conserving the energy you know, and, and relaxing and keeping it all for Saturday, you know? Yeah. So it's just be nice. I'll be about 20, 25 minutes, maybe half an hour topsy so You just sort of moving around going through movements that we think is going to work specific movements on the, on the night, you know? So yeah. Um, yeah, that's what we're doing tonight.
0: Uh, how about, do you have a, like getting acclimated to Vegas? I know that just from checking out social media and whatnot that you've been in Vegas for, I would say what, close to a month now.
1: Yeah, we've been here for about a month now. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's been good. It took us, um, you know, a good ten days to get used to this, the this, getting in a proper sleeping pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was up when I was here when I first arrived. I was up at three in the morning and things wow. like that. Bright, bright as a button. You know, bright as, bright as day. You know, just up, yeah. still awake. You know, and then by the time five o'clock came, I was shattered again. And things all so, so it took. It took about um, about about a week to ten days to get in a proper sleeping pattern. And um, got used to the heat and the, and time difference and all that carry on. So yeah, but it took us uh, a good week to ten days to get fully settled and a proper pattern. But um, yeah, we come out nice and early. Um, kind of for that reason, you know, um, yeah. and for to get for getting nice and used to it, nice and early and the heat and stuff in the gym. And here has been has been a real hot, you know. So um, we've had a couple of weeks to get used to that as well, which has been good.
0: Now this will be your fourth fight in the u.s not your first fight in vegas this will be your second fight in vegas but by far the biggest fight of your career biggest fight to take place in, in vegas in, in a few months now you know you're victorious in this fight could you see yourself becoming a vegas fighter i know a lot of your fights have taken place overseas and in your in, in the uk where a lot of fans have shown up But are you envisioning uh you know be, being yeah, a 100- vegas fighter
1: yeah 100 percent. you know this fight um Opens up massive doors. Um, when I win this fight on Saturday, it opens up massive doors. You know, all the big American names are at well awaiting in that as well, and also mm-hmm. there's big American names and um, in, in one forty pound division as well. So yeah. um, there is massive fights, and you know, I, I fully believe I'll be back because um, this is we're not having we're not getting to enjoy the full Vegas experience. You know, um, <laughs> in terms of like fans coming over here with me yeah. and things like that. You know, a big open full arena. You know, it's a little bit frustrating that way. You're considering you just watched Canelo last week, yeah. with forty seven thousand fans, only a couple of hours down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it's quite frustrating that way. So I feel um, it's been a little bit tainted this whole experience with that with this sort of restrictions. But um, I believe 100 percent I'm winning this fight on Saturday, and we'll be back. We'll be back for sure.
0: Yeah, I think the most important thing is the fight's happening. It's the, is it should it be happening in front of more fans? Yes. Should the promotion? Yeah. Well, i want to get your thoughts. What do you think of the promotion for this fight so far?
1: Um, I don't know. It's not been it's not been very good, has it? Um, I don't think it's been pumped um as much as it should have been. Um, I don't think it's been promoted as much as it should have been, given the the magnitude of the fight. You know, it's a massive, massive fight. It's one of the biggest fights in boxing at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um and it hasn't really had the backing and promotion that it probably should have, you know, and, yeah. but we're here. I'm not, I'm not crying about it. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, I'm getting to fight. I'm getting to do what I love and I'm getting to, I'm getting to have this dream fight and fight for all the belts, which is a massive piece of history to be made oh, man. for not only myself, but for for Ramirez as well.
0: Oh God. Yeah. This is big. This is now setting off of if you want to count what Tia did, if that, if you're counting that as undisputed, uh, I'm not gonna get into all that because no, be he's, he's not
1: undisputed champion. Okay, he's,
0: there you go. You said it yourself right there. He's not. No, he's not
1: <laughs> so, undisputed champion. He's, he's got the franchise belt, which means nothing. So right, um, he's not champion.
0: But what I mean, what I'm saying is, you're you're we're kicking off a time now in boxing where there's gonna be a lot of undisputed fights. You got this one at 140. You got Castano and, Ch- and 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 uh I'm sorry. You got yeah, Castano and Charlo at 154. We could be see another potential at 168 if Canelo fights Plant. I don't know what's going on yeah. with the heavyweight division because now we have this injunction and rulings and all this, but my main point is that we're seeing undisputed fights now. You're kicking it off. What it's gonna mean to you? I brought up the 50 years since the last time someone from Scotland has done it. Are, are you proud that that you that you're fighting the best and you have been fighting the best? And what does it mean to you to be undisputed at 140?
1: This fight means the world to me. You know, it's um, for a personal achievement and goals. Um and Setting my name in the history books as one of the best fighters to come out of Scotland and in the UK in um, a long time, you know, and this this uh, to be the first Scotsman to become undisputed champion in the first in the four belt era, um, it's just massive for me, you know, it's a massive motivator for me, mm-hmm. um, and it's, I've just got the bit between my teeth, you know, to to do this and create history and and um, cement my name in the history books is just means the world to me. It's just um, it's what I'm in this sport for—is to to leave my mark on the game, um, and fight the best and be the best it can possibly be. So this fight for me is like it's like the biggest fight in boxing you can ever have. You know, like it's undisputed champion. You know, it's yeah. it's the it's the jackpot fight. It's the cream. It's the top of the tree. Yep. You know, it's um, it's it's a massive. You can't get any better in boxing. You know, so it's a, it's a massive, massive uh, fight, and um, I'm so determined to win this fight. I'll, yeah. Do everything in my power to win this fight at all costs.
0: Yeah, I, I feel the uh I feel it. I feel like it kind of, it's you know, we're on fight week. I can hear the, the, the gym noises in the back. I'm getting pumped. I'm ready for Saturday night. But I'll tell you this: the the way you get to undisputed, the way a fighter becomes undisputed, there's something to be said about how you've gone through it, through your under 20 fights, but your last five fights, I don't know if you even know this, your <laughs> opponents yeah. are have a combined record of 110 and one. Yeah. And Jose yeah. Ramirez will yeah. be your fifth consecutive undefeated opponent. How important yeah. is it for you to not only be undisputed but you're taking on the best of the best on your way to become undisputed?
1: Yeah, I fought I fought all the best guys in my division on the way up, you know. I fought I but I fought Victor Postal in my 13th fight um my first fight at at my introduction at world level, and what an introduction you know, Victor Postel was yep. a great, great fighter, and still is a great, great fighter. You know, and that was very early on in my career. Then I went on to go into the WBSS box. Ryan Martin, who was unbeaten, who was tipped to be the next best thing, and mm-hmm. um, blue chip Ryan, blue chip. You know, he was he was supposed to be the next best thing. I blew him away. Then I boxed Baranchek and a good fight for the world title, who was unbeaten, the beast Baranchek. And I blew him away. Then, I, then I boxed progress and a good fight. Who was again you know, one of the talked about pound for pound fighters, and I beat him quite comfortable. You know, so um, it's, and then my next fight was obviously a mandatory defence. But I blew him away straight away. All unbeaten fighters, all unbeaten and ready to go, and um, tip for good things. And you know, I've done. I've came through, and I've came through, and proved myself time, time again in and, and 17 fights, you know? So I'm very proud of what I've done and what I've achieved in um, my short career so far.
0: Well, oh, it's been really impressive, man. I think a lot of boxing fans are super, uh, you know, they respect the way you've gone about it, they respect that, you know, you, you're taking this fight and you're re- willing to go forward with it. So there's a lot to be uh, commended for you. It's everything that's right uh, with boxing. Talking about Vegas now, are you, has any part of you worried about the judging?
1: I'm not worried about the judging, no. I'm not worried about... um anything you know i'm not worried about anything you know i'm fully confident i'm winning this fight and if it goes to the judges it's it's going to be a clear victory for me um i absolutely have no doubts um we we have had a look at the judges they're all very good very fair uh, judges as well so Mm -hmm. we're not we're not bothered um i don't believe there's going to be any question in the winner of this fight anyway so i know i'm not
0: worried I got. A, I put it on, on Twitter that you were coming on, and you know everyone wants to see the fight. But you know the two names that keep being thrown out is I'm sure you've been asked this a lot this week or are going to be asked this week is Tank Davis and Teofimo Lopez. What are your thoughts on those guys uh, welcoming them to 140?
1: Yeah, they're both good fighters, you know. Um, but I'm not thinking about them at the minute. I'm thinking purely about this fight, so they're, they're, I'm not interested in what these two are doing or what they're saying at the minute you know but um they're both very good fighters yeah. um yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens in the future but i'm not thinking about them at the minute
0: were you surprised that tank's gone up to 140 as i was pretty shocked to see that
1: no nah, i'm not i'm not surprised he's walks around pretty heavy you know i <laughs> think he struggles to make the weight he's, he's, yeah. uh, he walks around pretty heavy so no i'm not i'm not sure i'm not
0: surprised all right, so here we go. Twelve of your landed 15 punches per round or power shots. Your forty-three percent connect rate in the power department. That's number one at one hundred and forty. You love to throw power shots. At this fight, I honestly think the key to this fight for you is to pick your spots between brawling and and, and boxing. Do you believe that you have the power advantage over Ramirez? Um,
1: I believe, trust me, if I hit Ramirez, um, correctly um he's he's either going down or he's fucking feeling it <laughs> uh, and i know i punch very hard for the weight i know i'm very accurate and I'm crisp i'm sharp um and when i hit you it's going to hurt you when i land clean it's going to hurt you so yes 100 i believe i can knock ramirez out
0: yes all right two of the most prolific offensive fighters at 140 pounds all the belts on the line las vegas history this is going to be some hell of a fight this Saturday on ESPN. If you win, are you going to go partying into the night, you and Ben Davison in Las Vegas?
1: I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens, see how it comes, you know, but I definitely should be getting pictures with all the belts and all the teams and things like <laughs> popping that. Popping
0: bottles? Uh,
1: yeah, maybe popping a few bottles as well and we uh, a few pizzas. I've not had a pizza for a while, so uh, <laughs> um, I'll be looking to get some nice pizza and, uh, yeah, a couple of beers, yeah.
0: Love it. All right, man. Get back to training. I really appreciate you taking your time at a fight week to join us here on Inside Boxing Live. Best of luck. And, you know, may the best man win. You really, it's commendable uh, what you're doing, putting the best foot forward to give fight fans, uh, you know, some clarity in these days where boxing has everything but that. Josh Taylor, appreciate the time.
1: Cheers for having me. Thank you. Cheers, man.
0: All right, if you were living under a rock as a boxing fan, you did not know about this monumental ruling from the arbitrator Daniel Weinstein. Tyson Fury has to fight Deontay Wilder by September 15th. The man that broke the news, Chris McKenna of the Daily Star, is with us. The man that killed the biggest fight. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) You've heard that, I'm sure, a lot on Twitter, Chris. How you doing, man? Yeah, good.
2: Uh, Yeah, I I hope people stop saying that or I don't get um, a legal letter from uh, anybody involved in the Joshua Fury fight. But (laughs)
0: obviously,
2: now the judge made his decision and um, he's the reason Joshua Fury's not happening or, well, sorry, the reason it's not happening or it's not looking like it's going to happen at Mm -hmm. the moment is that Tyson Fury's contract states that he has to fight Deontay Wilder again and the rules are the rules, as they say.
0: How did the arbitrator get to this
2: ruling? Um, I believe that um, I, I haven't had been privy to the details of the decision. I just heard and was told by a good, good source, source sorry that um, he decided to rule in, in the favor of Deontay Wilder. I believe that it's just the basics of the contract, basically, that Bob Arum seemed... St- seemed super confident that the contract had expired um, because of the delays to that third fight, which looked like it was going to happen last July. Um, and then obviously COVID, injury to Wilder, delay over getting TV dates because college football in the US and all of that. And they I think they just thought that the time had lapsed. Um, now, whether the judge has, well, the judge has seen it differently for some reason that that contract doesn't have an expiry date that it does roll over into 2021. Um, and it's as simple really as that, that Tyson Fury now has two options. He's He's got to either fight Deontay Wilder or he's got to try and strike a deal, which they, I believe they're trying to do. But I'm unsure of kind of Wilder and his team's view, whether they fancy a big, big tasty payoff to sit around and do nothing, or do they fancy trying to get a get revenge? Are they confident on that?
0: Yeah, a few things here. This is not unprecedented. Uh, you know, our researcher Lee Groves had looked up some big step-aside fees, and one of the biggest ones we found was $4 million, which was paid to Lennox Lewis in 1996. So he could step aside so Mike Tyson can unify with Bruce Seldon. Also not unprecedented for an arbitrator to get involved uh, with a messy boxing dispute, especially this arbitrator, uh, Daniel Weinstein, who, uh, uh, you know, worked on a case involving Manny Pacquiao in top rank. Worked on a case involving uh, Nonito Donaire in and top rank. So, you know, this guy, Daniel Weinstein, he's had experience with arbitrations.
2: Yeah. And look, it, boxing is a sport like no other. Um, it, it, in kind of soccer, in, in, in other sports that I cover, there's, there's just set rules, there's set tournaments. There's a fixture list. Teams play against each other twice a season then the winner who's ever top of the league wins the league. But boxing is the, it's the wild west of sports. (laughs) It's kind of anything goes. So when these contract disputes happen, we have often in the past, if you mentioned, we've needed somebody of a legal kind of mind and background to get involved and give it a clear and decisive ruling. There's been other instances where it's ended up in, in, in multi-million dollar court cases where people have been sued for a lot of money because they haven't stood up to rematch clauses or, or to mandatory challenges and all sorts. So it's a messy, messy business. Um, and it's, a, it's kind of unfortunate because everybody wanted the Fury-Joshua fight. now. we don't want to wait. Um, we want to see who the best in the heavyweight division is. It's quite clear that those two are the only two currently who've got kind of any kind of, I suppose, position on that to say they are the best. Tyson Fury will say he beat Klitschko first. He's beaten Wilder. He's the number one. Anthony Joshua will say he's also beaten Klitschko. He's got more belts. He's, yeah. he's not retired and gone away like Tyson Fury did. So we want to see that now. But contracts are contracts. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Deontay Waller deserves it. It, it. He may not deserve it in a sporting sense where yes. you look at that second fight against Tyson Fury and he was well and truly beaten. Um, I don't believe any of his excuses afterwards. He was just soundly beaten by the better man on the night. We don't really need to see that third fight again, but Tyson Fury signed a contract and unfortunately that's just the way it has to be. Um, and yeah. and we have to have that third fight now. Um, yeah. unless, unless Deontay fancies that big paycheck.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of things swirling around. Did he get offered the money? Fury says that he was offered 20 million. It's hard to believe what, what Fury says, uh, you know, Aram says that we're not offering him anything. We're just going to do the fight in late July. But you broke this news. You were the first to have it. When you got that text from your source, and then to the moment you hit send, did you realize, wow, this is really going to shake up the boxing world?
2: Yeah. And a, the reaction was, it, like, obviously immediately, because people have been just champing at the bit waiting for this Fury Joshua announcement. We've had so many soft announcements that it's happening. It's 100% on. It's on this state, it's in this. It's in this country. The building a stadium, we thought we were there. Tyson Fury put out a video on Sunday night saying the fight is 100% on. He's spoken to Prince Khalid, so I knew that it was going to cause a big stir. And you obviously trust where you, you get a story from. I wouldn't publish that unless I 100% trusted it, but you still have that kind of little bit of doubt, don't you? And then you're like, Oh, well, 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 what something, <laughs> something's got mixed up here, and uh, and then oh, you but then, obviously, within minutes, other, other good journalists um, followed up to, to kind of back it up. And you sure. and knew. And it was just, yeah, it's been crazy. I, I'm not a, a big guy for breaking massive stories. Um, in the past, I don't have a huge Twitter following. But it has sure. really – my uh, my my Twitter uh, mentions have really been oh, lit man. up the last few days. So it's Great been-
0: job. Great job. Great reporting by you. <laughs> I've been following and uh, your work. Um, it's just great reporting. Cause we see a lot of sources these days. We see a lot of things thrown out, especially in the Twitter world, you know, rush to get it out there and then confirm it afterwards. So great reporting on your end. Uh, you know, this is boxing. Like you said, there are contracts for a reason, you know, Wilder had that contract and an arbitrator ruled. There was an independent arbitrator who had, you know, rulings in boxing. One last thing before we let you go. Can Joshua's side, cause I know that Hearn spoke yesterday. Can Joshua's side. Sue Fury side over the fact that they, you know, Fury side kind of knew that this arbitrator was could potentially rule, but now this is he's losing a ton of money. Can Fury can Joshua side sue Fury side?
2: I don't believe so. Um, I know they signed an initial contract, and uh, I'm not definite on this the legalities of it all, but I don't believe so. I know they signed in a, a contract to fight each other a two fight deal, but the site deal was never signed, as far as I'm aware. Um, and up until that point, both fighters could walk away from the contract until that site deal was signed. That was kind of provisionally put in, and he, I think, in the initial contracts that because they signed for the fight before they knew where the fight was going to be, which was always strange to me because where the fight was going to be was going to determine the purses. And we know yeah. in boxing, the money is the most important thing. So how can you agree to a fight <laughs> without knowing how much you're going to get paid? But they did, and they were promised certain figures. And if it met that, then they would sign the side deal. But obviously, Tyson Fury's team were waiting on certain guarantees um, on the cash and when it would be paid, et cetera, et cetera. It was being well reported. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe they signed that. So I don't think they're in any kind of legal position. And I think because they've been kind of ordered by another a judge that they, they'll have to go on and sort this issue at Wilder. And I think if, if Eddie Hearn had, felt he had a position to do such a thing, we might have heard from him yesterday (laughs) saying that when he, when he, right.
0: He was was almost just like waving in the white towel. Like, listen, this, this is, it it is what it is. You know, this is the arbitrator rolled. And now we move on to Usyk and uh, I saw that you tweeted out and I had the same sentiment that consolation prize could be Joshua versus Usyk, the third fight with Wilder and Fury. And then another consolation, if the two guys that come out of it, that we want, most fans want to see, which is Fury versus Joshua, Maybe by December or early 2022, we can get it in the UK where the fight belongs. Chris McKenna, appreciate the time. Great reporting. Go out and follow this guy. See McKenna Sport on Twitter. Get some real news. No sources. Real journalism. Respect it. And uh, hopefully I can see you at a fight soon, man. Cheers, Dan. Thanks for having me on. All right. A special thanks to our guests, Josh Taylor and Chris McKenna of the Daily Star. Uh, Boxing World is a buzz. I'm going to just keep saying that over and over, but it really truly is. This weekend, undisputed, Jose Ramirez, Josh Taylor, a fan-friendly fight on regular ESPN, no pay-per-view. Two guys that throw a ton of power shots. No jabs in this one. It's going to be really, really exciting. We hear about all the fights that don't happen. Now we have a fight that's happening this Saturday on ESPN. Tune in. We're going to break it all down on next week. Thank you so much. See you next week.